If you remember, we started a sermon series on called Builders. Can you say Builders? Out loud, Builders. So it's going to be a long series for eight week series. We are already done with two weeks. So we are in the third week uh, today. So we are going to continue our sermon series on Builders. So I believe we are all called to build, not to destroy. I believe we are called to build. This morning, can you say with me, I am a builder. Out loud, I am a builder, not a destroyer. I am a builder. So as we begin this sermon series with, by taking a vote called Builder's Vote, shall we all arise as we get that in the screen? Shall we read through it? And as we read, let's mean what we read. Are we ready? Yes? No? You have to say, if you shake your hands, head, uh, probably, and I'm, I'm just going to miss you because I can't see all of you in, in one shot. Of course, I do see, but then, you know, I encourage you to say yes. Are we ready? Out loud, are you ready? Okay, so we are going to say this out loud, okay? Let's get started. I believe that I am called... I believe that I am called to build on the foundation of Christ, that is God's word. I am called to build myself up, not to destroy. I am called to build my family, not to destroy. I'm called to build my marriage, not to destroy. I'm called to build my church, not to destroy. I'm called to build my nation, not to destroy. I will be faithful to my call to build. I will take all the efforts to build, even if it requires me to sacrifice my time, effort, ego, status, I will still look for opportunities to build others. I will rejoice over seeing other lives being built by me. I will join my fellow builders to build the kingdom of God on this earth without any national, lingual, racial, color, and discrimination, uh, denominational discriminations. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. So we are doing a sermon series called Builders. So last week, we talked about family builders. Now, if you ever missed that sermon, I encourage you to go to online to our YouTube channel and listen to that message. That message is very important for you to build your family. I would encourage you to just play that somewhere and as a family, sit together along with children and listen to that message. And there is so much to learn from the Word of God. We will never stop learning. There is so much to learn. And today, as a third sermon on this series of builders, we are going to talk about character builder. Character builders. Can you say it with me? Character builders. God has called each one of us to build our characters. Can I hear an amen? Are you okay? Can I hear another amen? Out loud, another amen. amen. God has called each one of us to build our characters. And anything that you want to build on the face of this earth, first you plan for it, you design, and you think about what you have with you, 
Sometimes, you know, builders, they carry a lot of stuff with them. They, they just take a stock of what do they have and what they do not have and so that they can buy what they do not have with them to match the plan. And then, then they start building a building or, you know, something that anyone would like to build. So there is a plan, there is a design and to find out what do we have and what we do not have and buy those things and come and build you know, we are going to take a similar approach and this morning first of all we are going to find out what do we have can you say that with me what do we have are you all okay you're okay right so what do we have what do we have with us what are the care we are talking about characteristics building our characters you know today it is important that we as children of God build our characters we all need to work on that many times we miss those things easily but this morning God wants you to listen some of our characters started to shape our lives even when before we were born even before we were born we start taking some of those characters into us basically they are genetically passed down from parents just like any other physical traits that we we may get our from our parents for example our hair color and our eye color our body structure and some of the facial features that we get you know sometimes we see somebody and we know we'll be able to relate oh you know look he looks like someone else's son he looks like somebody somebody's daughter how do we know it by looking at by looking at the face face and by looking at the structure so there are genetically some of the characters physical characters they are passed on to the generation and as we know I mean along with this along with the external features that we see the internal features called characters is also passed from generation one generation to the other generation so all of us know our genetic information store is stored in how many pairs of chromosome 46 that's almost very close oh you just forgot right how many pairs of chromosome 23 parts of chromosome and that's exactly 46 of them 23 pairs of chromosome they vary in size and you know way they they vary in shape and what what is the responsibility of the 23rd pair pairs of chromosome 23rd what it does that defines that Gender. I know that recently you studied about that, right? Okay. <laughs> so, 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 so that defines the gender, right? If two chromosomes, if they both are, have both happen to be X and X, what's going to happen? The baby is going to be a female, right? Exactly. And if it happens to be X and Y, what's going to happen? The baby is going to be a male so we all know that so chromosomes and dna's and genes in you know, all these put together they make you and me that's how we are made genetically so our personality and character is passed from our parents genetically to into our lives i mean there is not there's nothing 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 bad about it it's good we look like our parents you know obviously you look like one of the parents or both the parents put together so our personality is also developed over a period of time especially during the formative years 
somewhere between age three and five. That's the time our majority of the you know, uh, characteristics are going to be developed because child's development is very high during that age. When? Around three to eight the, during that age. You know how precious that age is? It's very important how, what, what child goes through during that age. That's going to define the future of the child. Because that's the time the child is developing. Every aspect of the child, the development is happening much higher rate. So the child is going to pick up so many characters in her life, in his life, during that age. That's the reason you know, parents need to pay more attention. You need to spend time with your child. And if you just leave your child with the gadgets, you will never will be able to change the child in a later time. It's important, very important, how you take care of your child during that very formative years. Not only that, there are environmental factors coming into picture. The upbringing, the cultural, the geographical location, and life experiences. They are all going to add together to the characteristics of you and me. And as we know, there are good two kinds of characteristics. There are good characters as well as there are evil characters. Both come into our lives. Good as well as bad. Both of them are coming together from one generation to the other generation. We also pick up good things and bad things on our way as we grow together. Bible says, all inherit evil characters called sin from our forefather Adam. Shall we read the scriptures? Romans chapter 5 verse 12, the Bible says, can you read with me? Therefore, can you read with me from the screen? Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. The sinful nature, the evil characteristics get into our lives, our body, just like that. We don't need to do anything special. It just comes into our lives. That's how our, sometimes, you know, the way we, our children behave, children behave. We just wonder where she picked up this skill, right? Where she picked up this evil behavior. It just comes into their lives. That's the reason, you know, Bible says, David says, in fact, in Psalm 51 verse 5, he says, uh, Psalm 51 verse 5, he says, can you read with me? Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in my sin, my mother conceived me by birth itself. Sin comes into our lives. I'll be quoting, quoting so many scriptures this morning because scripture is the only foundation. Our evil characters are responsible for the sin that we commit every day in our lives. And if we don't change those characters in our lives, listen to me, the sin is going to continue in our lives. You know, you do that and I do that and all of us struggle with this challenge. If we don't change those characters in our lives, then we fall into the same thing over and over again, and we will struggle through it. This morning we are talking about building our characters. So in order to do that, first of all, we are trying to see what we have inside of us. Is it worth building at all? What do we have inside of us? Bible says, what do we have inside our heart? This is what Bible says. Prophet Jeremiah puts it this way. Can you read Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9? Can you read with me? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? What is desperately wicked? Bible says our heart is desperately wicked. And in fact, Jesus added to it, and Jesus said, whatever enters into a man's 
life, man's body, it doesn't defile him but because it doesn't go into the heart. But whatever comes out of us is what defines us. Whatever goes in from outside into inside, it doesn't enter into our heart. But whatever comes out is what defines us. Can you come with me to Mark chapter 7 verses 20 to 23? You know, these are very important scriptures. We don't talk about it often. often. And Jesus said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man? And what comes out of a man? Verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And verse 23 says, all these evil things come from within and define a man. This is what we have as human as with the raw nature that we have inside of us. This is what we have. That's what Bible says. And Paul talks about it in a different way. Paul says it is they are all called the work of the flesh. Can you say that with me? Works of the flesh. And this is what Paul calls it the works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 to 21. Can you read with me? Now the works of the flesh are evident. Which are? What are those things? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. Keep reading. Keep reading. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions or arguments or disputes, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension or disagreements, heresies, verse 21, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and rivalries that simply means, you know, drinking parties. And the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, Bible is very clear, God is very clear, Jesus was very clear, and Paul is putting it very clearly, saying that these are the sinful things. You know, today church doesn't really speak about it, church doesn't really talk about any of those things. But they are the word of God, they are the scripture, that we can't really hide it. Today you go through it and I go through it in my life. And unless we know that what we are doing, we will not be able to build our characters. And Bible says very clearly, we struggle day in and day out with all these things. Can I hear somebody's hand this morning that you don't have any of those things going on in your life? I don't think anybody is going to raise your hand. I can't even raise my hand. If any of you raise your hand, I can say that out loud, you are a liar. Because we go through it every day in our lives. We all struggle with it every day. As long as we are living in our flesh. This is what is our major struggle. What Bible is talking about. So this kind of evil nature is what we have. Evil character. This morning we are talking about building our characters. Many times. These evil characters dominate our good character. We may be doing hundreds of good things. And one evil character in our lives will terminate everything. It will just wipe away everything in our lives. Sometimes I struggle through it. I try to be good to somebody in many different ways. But there may be one thing that I would have hurt them or something would have happened. You know, that wipes away everything that good I did. Is it not your struggle too this morning? All of us go through this struggle. Of developing our characters but God is speaking to us this morning it's important you need to work on your characters so what is expected out of us 
This is what we have. What is expected out of us? Paul again puts it in a very beautiful way. He talks about old man and new man. Can you say that with me? Old man and new man. Let's find out what he's talking about. Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 to 14. Beautiful scriptures. Can you read with me? But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouths. Verse 9. Do not lie to one another. Not even for joke. Do not lie to one another. You know, for some of us, it's just a habit. You know, just lying is a habit. Not even for, for just, just for a joke or whatever. Even though you take it seriously, even though you don't mean it seriously, just do not lie because your children are watching you. God is watching you. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of Christ who created, image of God who created him. Why we need to develop our characters, why we need to build our characters, the ultimate aim of God is to conform our image to the image of Christ. Is that the word of God? Do you think that word of God talks about it? Yes? No? Yes? Our image getting conformed with the image of Christ. That's how God created us. But today we don't have that image because we are fallen. The moment Adam and Eve sinned, committed sin, that image has been taken out of them. Today we don't have the image of God, but to conform to that image, God is asking us to develop our characters. Can we continue reading? 11 verse 11, Colossians chapter 3. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12, therefore... Read with me. As the elect of God, he's talking about as holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, and verse 13, being, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Final verse, verse 14. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Everything that you need in your life and I need in your life are these in these scriptures. Can you go to verse 13 and shall we read that again? Bearing with one another. He's talking to a child of God, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has any complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You know, God is talking about how he can, how we can develop our characters. He's talking about the old man. Paul is talking about you get rid of the old man and put on the new man. Put on the new man. How do we put on our new characters in our lives? It's not easy. I'm just talking to you, but it's not easy as I talk. It's not going to happen overnight. We can't just do it by removing our outward apparel and just putting on another one. It's not going to be that easy. Even though Paul says, remove it off and put it back. No, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to work in that way. Remember, I just want to do some teaching here at this morning, at this point of time. We don't need to do anything to get saved. Salvation is free. 
It is a gift of God. It is a work of God. We don't really do any work to get saved. It is a work of the Holy Spirit. It is just instantaneous. The moment you call upon the name of the Lord, when a sinner like you and me, when we cry out to God, this is what happens, and ask God for forgiveness, and we accept Him as our Savior. Bible says, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Bible says that if, can you put that scripture please, that if you confess with your mouth, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you don't have that, listen to me, if that if you confess with your mouth that Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. We don't need to do anything. All that we need to do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe Jesus in our hearts that he raised him from the dead. Bible says you are saved. So we don't need to do any work in order to get saved. Are you with me this morning? Can you hear an amen? But in order to maintain our salvation, in order to keep our salvation, we must work. Can you say we must work? We can't sin over and over again. We have to work. And how do we work? When we work in our character, because our character is responsible for us sinning. And we need to work in our characters. And character doesn't change overnight. It's not instantaneous, as I said. We have to work hard to transform our lives. That's why we need church. That's why we need fellowship. That's why we need prayer. That's why we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to pray in tongues. You know, they're all good. They're all there. Prayer helps us. Holy Spirit helps us, really helps us. He helps us in our weaknesses. And Word of God really helps us. Everything helps us. But at the end of the day, who must change? We must change. God cannot change us. God can give, all, give you salvation. He can give you Holy Spirit anointing. After receiving all these things, you can decide not to change. Listen to me this morning. It is in our hands that we must change. If we are not willing to change, all our spiritual experiences, all the efforts, all the expressions, all the emotions, they are not going to help. That's the reason today we see people who go to spirit-filled, anointing-filled churches and they are in prayer, they are in anointing. But the moment they walk out of the, out of the church, go to their day-to-day -day routine things, there is no change. There is no change. So we can't blame God, we can't blame the word of God, we can't blame the church, we can't blame the teachings. It's all they can only help. At the end of the day, you must change, I must change. That's the reason God is talking about building our characters this morning. We are trying to build our characters. What are the characters that we are trying to build? Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Can you read with me? Galatians 5 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control and against such there is no law so there is all <coughs> the fruit of the spirit that bible is talking about these are the good characteristics that god wants to wants us to develop 
Characters are not just only responsible for sin. They can also affect the way God can use us. They can also affect our family relationship. They can also affect our children. They can make us inefficient and impotent, not capable of doing anything effectively at the end of the day. It can totally remove and rob peace out of our lives. So how important character is this morning we are talking about how do we build our characters? The third question is how do we get there? We saw what we have. We saw what we want. And now how do we get there? The answer is by building our characters. By building our characters. This morning your question is what can I do? How can I do it? That's my question too. Listen to me, I'll help you a little bit here. Our character is not seen in isolation. Our character is not seen when we are in the church. Our character is not seen, true character is not seen when we are in the prayer meeting. Our true character is not seen when we get filled with the Holy Spirit and praying tongues. We don't see our true characters. But two things I want to talk about, our character is seen, number one, when we face difficult situations. Number two, when we face difficult people. Our character is seen when we face difficult situations and when we face difficult people. We are going to talk about a little bit about it and then we are going to get into a time of prayer this morning. Number one, <coughs> our character is seen when we are in difficult situations. God uses problems to build our character. God uses problems to build our character. Bible says, God build our characters by allowing situations to come in our lives, by bringing problems on our ways. God doesn't bring problems, but he allows problems in our lives. And God allows it for a reason so that our character may change. You want to read a couple of scriptures? Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5. Shall we read together? Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces what? Can you keep reading? Tribulation produces? Perseverance. That simply means being persistent despite the setback and delays and waiting. You're trying to be persistent. And verse 4, keep reading. Character and character. Now hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So how does this work? What will happen? Go back to the scripture again. We also glory in tribulations. What tribulation does? Knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. We wait patiently. We learn patience there. We learn many things during the time of waiting. You know, that's the reason God made us to wait for many years together. Right before we came to this nation, before we got a good job, before we got a good husband, good spouse, God made us to wait, wait, wait. Why? God wants to work in our character. We are in a rush every time. We want everything yesterday. We want it now. But God doesn't give now. 
God's timings are different. Why? He wants us to develop characters in our lives. And what happened? Perseverance produces character. You know, that's how God works. God brings difficulties in our lives for our good. Problems really help us. If you can put the next slide. Problems really help us to face the real you. Can you read with me? Problems really helps us help us to face the real you. You don't meet him or her otherwise. You don't get a chance to watch the real you from a distance until then. Problems expose the real you. When problem comes in our life, we really know who we are. There are times I wondered when I'm in that situation, was it really me? Did I really react in that way? And unless problem comes on our life, we don't really know who we are. And when God allows problems in our lives, we really know who we are. And question is, what is the problem that you are dealing with you today? What is the problem that you are going through in your life today? Financial problems, relationship issues, children related issues, health related issues, your job, your settlement. What are we going through? Our pressure in the workplace. What is our problem? What are we dealing with? God wants us to know that the problem in our lives are allowed. Problems are allowed for a reason. The question is, what is your problem today? Can you name your problem today? Can you name that problem that you are going through right now? Is that problem exposing you? Is that problem telling something about you? Are you learning something as you go through the problem? Because God allowed that problem for a reason in your life. It may be sickness or it may be something else. Remember, God is building our characters through problems. He does that. He does that. Really, he does that. He builds our characters through problem. God is building patience. He's building perseverance. He is building discipline in our lives. He is building reliance on God. God, He wants us to depend on God. Otherwise, we are depending on our strength. He brought that problem into your family, into your life for a reason. And this morning, God wants you to know. What are we learning as we go through the difficulty, go through the problem? He wants you to develop love. He wants you to develop compassion. He wants you to develop how can you be with at peace within you and with outside people. God was teaching you to learn. So we can put the other slide, the next slide. The Pulitzer Prize. Pulitzer Prize is given to those who are real good authors and they write great articles. It's in the field of art. That's where the prize is given. So one such author's name is Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And Alexander Solzhenitsyn, he made a comment. He, in fact, he criticized Joseph Stalin. And for that reason, he was put into prison for eight long years. So he went into a prison as an atheist and he came back from the prison as a man of faith. And this is what he says. He says he turned back the prison into the prison and he's saying, prison, I bless you. I bless you for being in my life, for these lying 
for their lying on rotting prison straw. I learned the objective or object of life is not prospering as I had grown up believing. But the maturing of the soul. Until then he was thinking that prosperity is a life. Getting a good house, getting a good car, car and getting, having a good lifestyle is what I thought. But when I was thrown into the prison, when I went into the problem, I realized that's not all about life is. It is about nurturing our soul. When you go through a problem in your life, how many witnesses we have in this place? You are here today because you encountered a problem in your life. The reason you are following God because you had a problem in your life. And that's the reason you are able to follow God. You know, today, if God is allowing a problem in your life, remember always, 100% God is trying to get you back. God is trying to develop good characters in your life. <coughs> Secondly, God uses people to build the character. God uses problems to build character. God uses people to build character. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, can you read it with me? Chapter 16, verse 14. Let all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. Just only a couple of words. Paul is putting it this way. Whatever you do, just do it out of love. We are talking about not talking about non-Christians, we are talking about us. We are talking about the followers of Jesus Christ. Second aspect we are talking about, God uses people to build our character. How he does that? We may come across different kinds of personality every day in and out. In your workplace, even in your own family, in your church, in your community, everywhere we come across different kinds of people. I have listed a couple of them. In the next slide, demanding. There are people in your life, they are asking things to be done with an authoritative manner. They make you obligated to do things in your life. It may be your boss or somebody in your life or your spouse. You know, things are done under an authoritative way. And you struggle to deal with such people in your life. Remember, God is building your character. Dishonest people. They're untrustworthy. They're fraudulent. They're cunning people. They try to cheat you all the time. They appear to be good, but they are not. Dishonest people. They are deceiving people. God brings such people in your life for a reason. You may be struggling all along in your life, thinking, Lord, why am I going through it? God is trying to build that character. How long that problem is going to stay in your life? Unless you build that character. Unless you allow God to build that character in your life. And you work with God. Disagreeable. They are not very pleasant people to work with. They are uncooperative. Anything that you ask them, the first answer is no. I have seen some, many people like that. Brother, what do you think? Can you, do you think that it can be done? No, Pastor, it won't work that way. Do you think that you can do it? No. Do you think I can do it? No. Do you think all of us can do it? No. Negative people, disagreeable, always argumentative, always they will say, if they are coming to you, you know for sure he is coming to you with a problem. There are people in our life, they don't come to us often, but they come once a while. 
and we know for sure you need to fast and pray otherwise things are not going to be well. You need the help of God to handle that person because he's coming. She's coming. Defensive people. Only one thing they do effectively. They will protect themselves. They won't care about others. You know, I know I come across people often. I deal with them very closely at times. I know what I'm talking about. They always try to protect themselves. And today you are dealing with such people. Why? Because God is developing character in you. Defense you. Demeaning. What does it mean? They are kind of people who humiliate you. They put you down always. They put you into shame. They make you to lose your respect. They treat you in such a way that you struggle. As I speak, some of you here, those who are listening, you are trying to tell pastor if that is a struggle for one day or one week or one month, one year, it's okay, I can handle it. But pastor, my struggle is lifelong. What can I do? Nothing. God is working in your life to develop your character. God has put those people in your life for a reason, for a purpose. The author of the book, Purpose Driven Life, and the founding pastor of Saddleback Community Church in California, Rick Warren. By the way, Rick's, uh, Rick Warren's wife was diagnosed with cancer for two times in three months' time. And she went through all, I mean, this all happened a couple of years before. She went through surgery and chemo and all those things. She's keeping well. Rick's youngest son killed himself with a self-inflicted gunshot due to the struggle of mental illness with the family standing in faith for so strong. So this is what he says. If you can put the next slide. Character building. Can you read with me? Character building. You know, I, I honor this statement because it is not just coming from me. It is coming from someone who had gone through it in his life. Character building is a slow process. Whenever we try to avoid or escape the difficulties in life, we short-circuit the process. Delay That delays our growth. And actually, we end up with the worst kind of pain. You know, we are all good and running away from the problems when problems we face with problems in our lives. I'm not telling that, you know, you should have been living with that problem lifelong. I'm not trying to tell. But there are problems that God put on our way. And if you're able to sense those problems in your life and the expectation of God is not, not that you struggle through the problem. God is expecting you to change. To change your character, to change. If you don't do it, if you just neglect the problem right away, you are short-circuiting. God's purpose is not accomplished in your life. So God is saying, do not run away from problem. Do not run away from people. Ask God to change you. It's hard. Instead, Paul says, can you read it with me? For Romans chapter 12, verses 16 to 18, beautiful scripture again. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Verse 18. 
if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. With all men. Paul is saying, love people. Some people, irrespective of how, what they you get in return. You know what? God doesn't forget our labor. Sometimes we feel so bad, you know, I have done so much to somebody, but that somebody is not even turning to me. We have complaints at times, but God is telling us, I will give you the reward for your labor. Hebrews chapter 10, 6 verse 10. Can you read with me? For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. Which you have shown toward his name. In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Sometimes that saint may be your spouse. And God is asking you to continue to sow. Continue to sow in love to her and to him. She's put in your life for a reason. And God doesn't want you to run away from that situation. God wants you to hold on. Until God brings the change in your life. And as well as the same way God is working in your life, the life of your partner too. Some final thoughts before I close this sermon. Final thoughts on building our characters. I would like to just have them in the slide. So that we can just read through them. Shall we read it? Every circumstance a Christian faces in life. Good or bad. Has been designed by God. For his benefit. So he or she should face them in Christ and rejoicing in and thank God for them. Start thanking God for the love that you receive or the love that you don't receive from your spouse. Try to accept them just as they are. Just try to accept them just as they are. Someone was asking us to write a note, helping them to write a note on her or his birthday. I don't want to go detail. But you know, the best note could be to your husband or your to your wife, who is not in touch with you for some time, for some reason. You can call and you can write and tell. I'm willing to accept you just as you are. Can you also accept me just as I am? With all my flaws, with all my failures, can you just accept me just as I am? The next slide. Facing problems or dealing with certain people certainly causes pain to us in this world, from the world point of view. But they conform you to the image of Christ. Then you will never pray, you will never pray Comfort me, Lord, but instead you will pray, Confirm me, Lord. Confirm me, Lord, to the image of Christ. When problem strikes us, when we go through hurt, when we go through pain in our lives, most of the time we pray, God, I need your comfort. I'm struggling with this situation. Please comfort me, Lord. But God is saying, change your prayer and ask God, God, confirm me to be like you. To be like you. Lord, give me your character. Give me your eyes. Lord, if you are there in my place, how do you look at my spouse? How do you look at my children? How do you look at somebody if you are in my place? Lord, give me your eyes. Give me your heart. After all, the church is going to stand before him one day as a bride. And if God doesn't make you as his bride, as his own bride, we are not there. For what reason we need to go to heaven? 
If we are not conformed to the image of Christ, why Christ should take us into heaven? It's not true that all the churches, it's not true that everybody who is saved, it's not true that everybody who is anointed and speaking in tongues and praying in the spirit will go to heaven. It's not true. Why God should take somebody who is still living with those raw characteristics? Not even nothing has changed. How can Jesus consider, the bridegroom can consider you as a bride? Some of us have done that mistake in our lives. But Jesus is not going to do that mistake again in his life. Choosing his bride, he knows how to choose his bride. And if you with all these characteristics, if you are not conforming ourselves to the image of Christ, I don't think I'm going to heaven. I don't think anybody is going to heaven unless we long for it, unless we know what we need to pray for, unless we know what is the priority as we live on this earth. And I, this morning I believe more than everything, your character and my character is what is important. Not that forget those things we do or do, don't do for God. That's not important. God wants to work in our characters. Finally, John C. Maxwell, when he talks about building our characters, this is what he says. Can you read with me? Some people are born mud and they remain mud. Sadly, some are born marble and they die as mud. Some are born mud. They dream about marble, but they remain mud. But many persons of high character have been born mud and die as marble. I think I, am, I want to be in the last category. I know that I'm born mud, but one day, my expectation is that I will transform to a marble. Shall we all just arise this morning?